And hello, everyone, and welcome to The Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I am Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones, and we are transmitting live from our station here at www.tway.tv, twitcasting.tv, excuse me, and our various networks. And, of course, for those of you that are following us live via social media, Facebook, and the like, we'd love for you to post your questions or your comments for Nathan Jones or myself. Well, today we're going to be talking about a very important subject matter, and it has to do with the prophecy of Israel's regathering. One of the greatest miracles of all time is that, and we're going to look at that in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 30. So we pray that you can stay tuned to our program. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this day. Thank you for this great lesson that you will be teaching us through Deuteronomy 30. Lord, thank you for Israel, who is yes. used as a symbol, an example, a, uh, an object lesson for all of life, so we may understand your will and purposes for our own lives. Thank you, Lord Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. Mm, amen. Thank you, Nathan Jones. Again, you're tuning into the Truth Will Set Your Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition with Vic Batista and Nathan Jones. And today's program is sponsored by Calvary Brower, Calvary Aventura, and the Truth Will Set Your Free Ministry. And you can find more information here on www.twave.tv. And if you find yourselves in the Aventura Hollandale area, we'd love for you to be part of our Bible study and services Sundays at 9 a.m. in Spanish, 11 a.m. in English, and Wednesdays, 7.30 p.m. with the truth will set you free as we're making our way through the Minor Prophets. We're located at 1000 Foster Road, Hollandale, Florida, 33009. We'd love for you to stop by and say hello to us. Well... Before we continue, of course, I'm going to welcome my co-host and good friend, Nathan Jones, to our program. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Great to be on, brother. How are you? I am doing fantastic, Nathan. I have behind me, for those that are watching us live on Facebook, a picture of you uh, from one of our older uh, programs that we had. And, uh, you know, you, you haven't changed a bit. <laughs> ah, the beauty of that. Uh... A Photoshop, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So it's actually, uh, you and I have done so many programs throughout the years that we have different shots uh, of us and uh, some who were a little younger and, and then others, a little less facial hair. And now I have no hair on the top of my head. Yeah, but you make it look cool. I think the picture you have of me is from 2013. The goatee is gone, the beard is in. I'm moving up, moving up. You yeah. move, you know. <laughs> and that's okay, Nathan. From time to time, it's good to move on, right? Amen, brother. Awesome. So, Nathan, how are things in Texas this week? And, and also uh, with the ministry, you're always up to something incredible there. Can you talk to us a little bit about Lamb Lion, your contact information for maybe those that are not familiar with the ministry? Sure, I'm Associate Evangelist and Web Minister for Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry whose mission it is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And we do that through a number of different venues, like our television show, Christ and Prophecy, hosted by Dr. David Reagan. We have our website at lamblion.com or christinprophecy.org. There you'll find a wealth of information, our television shows, our short video teachings, our articles. You can sign up for our newsletter, get the magazine, join a social group, we want to teach you all about the wonders of God's prophetic word. Check us out, landlion.com or christinprophecy.org. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan. And for those of you that are watching us live, you can check out the wonderful website there uh, on the screen and just a lot of wealth of information. Nathan, I have been so excited about your inboxes. Man, the last one that you did was just fantastic. 
Well, praise the Lord. Yeah, the inboxes are our short video teachings. They range anywhere between you know, three to five, maybe six minutes. And they're meant to teach one aspect of Bible prophecy. And uh, if you want more, uh, they show you our web address, ChristinProphecy.org, so you can come back and learn even more. Ooh, absolutely. Thank you, Nathan. And I'm also holding up a wonderful resource. Uh, again, this book with you and Steve Howell. So uh, just a wonderful, wonderful resource. So for those that are watching and listening, uh, check this out. Nathan, you have this in Kindle and Amazon and different locations, right? Yeah, Steve Howell and I wrote a book, 12 Faith Journeys of the Minor Prophets. And the purpose of the book is to teach people how to overcome challenges to their faith. And so you can learn about that through each of the 12 minor prophets. Each one dealt with a different aspect of the challenge of one's faith. Yes. Having faith when uh, you get the challenge of peer pressure or when you don't feel like it or through bitter uh, uh, disappointment and loss. There's all sorts of different things that challenge our faith. And the minor prophets can teach us how to overcome those challenges. And it was a joy to write that book. And yeah. check it out. It's 12 Faith Journeys of the Minor Prophets. It's yeah. on our website, uh, landline.com, or you can also get it on Amazon. Excellent. Thank you so much, Nathan. I love this book. As a matter of fact, I've been uh, stealing passages from you as I'm making my way through the book of Zechariah myself. (laughs) (laughs) Please do, if it helps you teach. uh, We've got it set up so that it can actually be used in a Bible study format, either a group or individually. Yes. So we hope it's a blessing to all. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones, for sharing that. Nathan, you and I are always excited about things that God is doing. And one of those, of course, is always the incredible miracle that is found in the Bible uh, 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 with the Jewish people, the, the, the nation of Israel. Although the news doesn't always paint Israel as pretty as the Bible does, right, Nathan? But yet God's plan is in full effect for God's people. It is, it is. Matter of fact, this passage that we'll be reading today in Deuteronomy 28 and also in chapter 30, to me is one of the the pivotal points in human history because it's not just affects the Israelites, it proves, it proves that God exists. It is one of the greatest proofs that God exists. Amen. Thank you so much, Nathan. So we ask those of you that are tuning in live, watching us, following us on Facebook, or, or Twitter, uh, and also uh, Twitcasting, we'd love for you to post your questions or your comments for us there, for Nathan Jones and myself. And we want to encourage you to also follow a Bible and dive in with us into the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy there, as we're going to just jump into this incredible uh, miracle in, in modern times. So Nathan, would you be able to give us a little recap of what's going on here before we start reading there in in, uh, chapter 30, verses 1 and on? Certainly. Well, at this point in Israel's history, Israel is in the Exodus. They left Egypt by God's power. The ten plagues rained upon the Egyptians, and Pharaoh finally let my people go. He let Moses' <laughs> people go. They've been wandering in the desert for 40 years, uh, 40 because they disobeyed God and they wouldn't go in the land. And so he waited for a whole generation to pass. And then we finally got a new generation. They're all young guys, except for Moses and Caleb and uh, Joshua. And they're ready to go into the promised land. Moses is coming to the very end of his life. He's not allowed to go into the promised land himself. And God gives him a message. And the message is this. If you obey me and Mm. follow me throughout your history, then I will bless you. Your families will increase, your flocks will increase, the land will increase, you will know bounty, your enemies will fall before you, and you will be blessed. But if you reject my law and you chase after idols, then there will be curses, and the curses involve that your lands will not produce bounty, your food will rot, 
you, farming will be bad, animals will be bad, your family will be constantly attacked, you will suffer under strong armies. But if you don't repent and come back to the Lord and you continue to harden your heart against God, then God will do the ultimate thing. He will exile you, the Jewish people, out of the land and you will live with foreigners and you will serve foreign gods. And that is where Moses leaves the people of Israel. That you can either follow the Lord and be blessed, mm. or reject the Lord, you don't have His protection anymore, and the curses will fall upon you. Mm. Very sobering for the, the, the Jewish people yeah. about to go into the land and conquer it in God's name. Uh, and, but we have been seen throughout Israel's history where they obey right. the promises or they reject the promises and what happens to the Israelites. Yes. And Nathan, you would agree with me that this message is also very applicable for today. I mean, it also applies to the Christians, to the church. Uh, it's the same way. When we obey God's commandments and God's law, there's a blessing. But when we disobey, even for today, there's still the consequences of disobedience. Right, Nate? Exactly. It, it's about being in God's hands. If we want to... Like toddlers. Man, you and I both had kids. We know what it's like <laughs> with toddlers. They, they start, when they start toddling around, they start feeling their oats, and they wander away from you, and they usually end up falling and bumping their heads, and I guess that's why the Lord's given babies so much padding, so they can yes. you know, bump their head and not be knocked out totally. Uh, and that's what people do. We're, we're not too different than toddlers. We no. wander off, we start feeling our oats, we think, eh, we don't need God anymore, and we start going on our own. And then we start getting rebellious against God. We want to serve our own gods that we create so that we could satisfy our own lusts. And so yeah. God says, all right, you're going to go out. You're going to do it on your own and fine, but you won't have my help. And when God pulls his help away, we then realize how much God was helping. Because that man is usually when life starts falling apart. Yes. So all these curses that God gave the Israelites are in part the God allowing it, certainly, but it was because God pulled his hand back in protection, and then the Israelites fell to every consequence of sin and disobedience possible. Yes. And while, Nathan, I mean, we want to encourage those that are watching and listening to go through that list in uh, Deuteronomy 28, 29, and then through 30, uh, because there sure are a lot of cursings. There's also a lot of blessings, but this is the, this is the reality of, of what God told them in advance. And, and they needed to make a choice and make a decision. So thank you, Nathan, for the wonderful background. Certainly. Well, what's fascinating, and it's well worth reading, is that Moses gets very specific about what some of the curses will be. For instance, that their city will be besieged, and then they will starve, and they'll starve so badly that women will give birth, and they will hide their placentas so they could eat it, or even eat their young, and families would turn against each other. And we know that the Israelites, when they were attacked, both by the Babylonians and then much later by the Romans, uh, the, the city was besieged, and for years, they started starving to death. And yeah. there are stories, especially like Josephus, the Jewish historian records, where the, that just happened. The women would start eating their uh, placentas, even eating their babies. Right. Uh, the Jewish people were turning on each other as they were starving to death. And Moses went into really detailed descriptions of what the Jewish people would go through if they rejected God. And those things happened. They came yes. to pass. And so the Lord said, hey, when these things come to pass, you will know there is a God, because I am telling you this beforehand. And Nathan, that's what we love about biblical prophecy, and just it's just amazing to me, even what we're going to notice here uh, in chapter 30, how accurate 
uh, God's word is. And I mean, we're talking about thousands of years later, yet exactly the way that God said it was going to pan out, that is exactly what we see. And that's what I love about also God's word and his promises that also the wonderful promises that he has for us, they will come to fruition just like the Bible says. So yeah, Nathan, if you can take us through uh, chapter 30 and on, that will be fantastic. Okay. Well, Moses has given the people the blessings of God, and he's given them the curses of God. And if they continue to harden their hearts against the Lord, the Lord would then send them into exile. He would exile mm -hmm. from the land. And we know that happened. Uh, the first, the northern tribes in Israel were exiled in uh, 722 B.C., and then the southern tribe, Judah particularly, were then exiled in 586 B.C. And there they were exiled at the land of Israel. But this is where chapter 30 comes, the blessing returning to mm -hmm. God. So this is where how this section begins. Once they're exiled and they learn their lesson and they give their hearts to the Lord, then this is what's going to happen when they return back to God. And that's where yes. chapter 30 picks up. Woo, awesome. Yeah, Nate, if you can take us through those there, that will be fantastic as we cover different portions of those uh, opening verses. That will be great. Okay, well, uh, let's go uh, verses 1 through 6 is the first section. Now it shall come to pass, when all these things come upon you, the blessings and the curse which I have set before you, and you call them to mind among all the nations where the Lord your God drives you, and you return to the Lord your God and obey his voice. Mm. According to all that I commanded you today, you and your children with all your heart and with all your soul, that the Lord your God will bring you back from captivity and have compassion on you and gather you again from all the nations where the Lord your God has scattered you. If any of you were driven out to the furthest parts under heaven, mm. from there the Lord your God will gather you. From there he will bring you. Then the Lord your God will bring you to the land which your fathers possessed, and you shall possess it. He will prosper you and multiply you more than your fathers. Mm. And the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul that you may live. Wow, I love, Nate, I mean the whole passage is just uh, incredible to me. Uh, and also the tenderness of God's words uh, spoken here uh, when, when, when obedience comes into play. But Nathan, verses 3 through 5 really just jumped out at me. Uh, the regathering of God's people. Can you talk to us a little bit about this? Well, this is one of the most prophetic passages, I believe, in all the Bible. It just drips Bible prophecy. Yeah. Bear in mind, God is omniscient. He knows everything. He knows how all of human history will go. He even knows how it ends. To him, it's already over. Right. You know, we're just existing at this point in the timeline. So the Lord knows the Israelites are going to reject him. He knows they're going to continually disobey him, and their hearts will be hardened, and that they will get exiled, and then they will come back, but it won't last long, and they will be exiled again like the Romans exiled the Jewish people in 70 AD to all the lands around the world, not just Babylon, but all the lands. And this is where Moses is giving us uh, a tremendous, tremendous prophetic insight here mm -hmm. that the Jewish people won't remain exiled, but they will be regathered back from their land, Isaiah said, a second time yes. back into their land. And at some point, once they're gathered in the land, they will then give their hearts back to the Lord. And man, you and I are living in yeah. the time period where we are seeing this being fulfilled right before our very eyes. And Nathan, and this is what's amazing. I mean, this is, we're talking about thousands of, of years before it occurred, what you and I have seen happen from 1948 and on, right? 
from 1948. I mean, the Jewish people started going back to the land of Israel in the late 1800s. Uh, God had promised that if once they were exiled from the land, the land would finally know its rest. And it went, uh, the Romans in conquering Jerusalem deforested pretty much the entire country to, to besiege Jerusalem. And so the land was left a desert wasteland. And in the late 1800s, early 1900s, the Jewish people started coming back. They started buying the land from the Arabs who were laughing their heads off why these silly Jews would buy such worthless land. Right. Uh, the areas that got swampy, they, they drained the malaria-infested swamps, and eventually the Jewish people started building kibbutzes, and they started making the land prosper again. And that's when the Islamic world started saying, hey, wait a minute here. Well, after the Holocaust of World War II, the world then finally had compassion on Israel, and in 1947 a resolution was passed by the UN to allow Israel to uh, uh, become their nation. So on May of 1948, yes. Israel became a nation again, just like Moses here said would happen. Now it shall come to pass when all these things have come upon you, and it says, and the Lord will obey his voice, and you will go back from captivity, and God will have compassion on them. And man, Ooh. I mean, tell me, you know, you've been Israel. What does Israel look like now? Uh, that the Jewish people are back in the land. Oh, Nathan, it's amazing the building everywhere and constantly uh, building in all the different cities, the way that the place is just uh, exploding. Uh, it kind of reminds me of downtown Miami. <laughs> <laughs> it's just as beautiful too, right? It's beautiful, Nathan. I, I mean, so that's why it's really, really amazing to me uh, just going there and seeing this right before our eyes. It is. It's awesome. I've been there uh, three times so far. And the Jewish people have turned a desert into a garden paradise. Yeah. There's flowers yeah. and fruit everywhere. There's homes, there's buildings, there's agriculture, there's industry. There's a huge tech industry there. There's a huge diamond, huge diamond industry now. Uh, there's a huge gas industry. The Israelis' military might is there. Their yes. dead Hebrew language has been restored. God has brought them and he said he would prosper them. But this. The Jewish people have not given their hearts back to God yet. Right. We are still waiting for that part of this prophecy to be fulfilled. It is believed that some 85% of the people living in Israel are still today secular humanists. Mm, yeah, and I believe in Nathan. That is one thing, though, when we there in Israel, the land is flourishing, but the people's hearts are still not there when it comes to Messiah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there's, you know, and the 15% are there. There are a mixture of Messianic Jews, of course, and Orthodox Jews, and, and religions like Baha'i and, and yes. New Age. And, and uh, I mean, Tel Aviv alone is considered the, the, the gay mecca for, yeah. for recreation on the <clears throat> Mediterranean. I mean, Israel is not a holy land. But other Bible prophecies tell us what will give Israel a heart for God. One, it says, after Israel is restored back in the land, Russia and the Islamic nations will attack Israel, and the force will be so overwhelming that Israel will have no chance of defeating yeah. it. That's when God steps in in Ezekiel 38 and 39, and he defeats those nations, he destroys those countries, and he sets Israel up as a prime nation in the world. Mm -hmm. That we know, it tells us that that's when the heart of the people will return to God. But again, it might return to God, they might rebuild their temple, but their right. heart still hasn't been given yet to God's Son, Jesus Christ. Mm, excellent point. And, and you touched there, Nathan, on Ezekiel 38 and 39, and then even in chapter 37 and 36, it talks about the, the dry bones. And, and again, we see uh, through the prophets these miracles of what God is going to do, and He has done it. Yeah, well, Ezekiel uh, 37 is where God gave Ezekiel a vision of a valley of dry bones, a right. dead nation. 
that comes back together, the bones come back, the sinews, yes. the, the skin, everything comes back and an army rises and that is a representation of the Israeli people regathering as a nation mm -hmm. once more. And that's what we're seeing. Now, the heart of the people isn't yet for God. It right. will happen after Russia and the Islamic nations attack them. That is still future, but it will happen. Mm -hmm. And then they have to survive a seven-year tribulation with a one-world ruler, the Antichrist, who persecutes them. And, and the book of Joel tells us that two-thirds of the Jewish people uh, will have right. to endure a time and take of trouble. Two-thirds will die, as Zechariah tells us as well. And then they will die. And then the remaining third, a remnant who can survive to the end of the tribulation, mm -hmm. They are the ones that when they see Jesus return, they will scream, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And then a remnant of Jewish people will finally accept Jesus as Messiah. Yes, Nathan. And sad to say, but they still have another Holocaust that is going to, uh, they're going to have to endure. And, and sometimes it's part of the pruning uh, for those that are not truly uh, following. We have a lot of religious people today, Nathan, also uh, within the church, right? We, and, and we have a lot of people that profess to be Christians, but really there's no real uh, serving there. There's no real fruit from their lives. And, and that's kind of like what we're also seeing with the Jewish people. Well, it breaks my heart, the secular Jews that are friends of mine. I, I mean, you, you could teach them Jesus blue in the face. You can show them yeah. Isaiah 53. You know, you can explain Messianic Judaism. You can explain how Jesus fulfills prophecy. And there's just blinders on them. They just yeah. can't see it. Like, oh, they'll say, you're trying to change me from being a Jewish person. No, we're trying to help you fulfill yes. becoming a Jewish person. It's what you were made for. You were made, as Moses said, to serve the Lord, to be his people, to be yes. his nation. And those Jewish people who haven't remembered God still remain in exile. They're in yeah. spiritual exile from God. And unfortunately, God has to bring a tribulation, a, a terrible, what's called the time of Jacob's trouble yes. in Jeremiah 30, verse 7. A time so bad persecution is so awful it will make the holocaust of world war ii mm. seem tame in comparison and a remnant of jewish people will finally recognize jesus as messiah Ooh. and they will return when jesus comes back that's, that's when the nation is fulfilled and moses's prophecy in deuteronomy 30 is finally fulfilled Ooh, that is amazing and nathan you know and you made a good point sometimes also people are mistakenly thinking the thinking that god is through uh, with Israel, and, and he's not through with them. We see a small remnant, of course, right now of of Jewish people coming to faith. We Messianic Jews, uh, but of course, uh, God is not through with His people either, right, Nate? Not at all. Matter of fact, that's even what Paul said in, in Romans nine through eleven, chapters nine through eleven. He said, "Not at all. God yeah. is not done with the Jewish people. Right. The Jewish people are still living under the curses mm. that we read about in the Moses here gave. They're still living under the exile." Only half the Jewish people in the world, uh, there's six million Jews in Israel, but there's still six million out of Israel. But eventually, by the end of that prophecy, the God Magog War of Ezekiel 38 and 39, all the Jewish people will return to Israel. That will happen. Man, you, your church is located in Aventura, highly Jewish population, right? <laughs> Absolutely, Nathan, very. <laughs> well, they're all moving back to Israel. If they, you know, they're not saved. They're going back to Israel. God said it. It always happens. It will happen. Yes. But then the persecution will come. The terrible person. The whole world turns against the Jewish people. Man, there's no doubt. We are seeing that today. That UN yeah. exists to do nothing more than make resolutions against Israel. Yes. You know, ignoring countries like Iran, North Korea, ISIS. You know, one resolution against ISIS, but six this year or, or last year for 
and Israel. It's crazy. The whole world is poised to persecute the Jewish people. Mm -hmm. The church is turning away from the Jewish people. It's preparing for that time where the Jewish people will only be able to depend on God alone. Amen. And that's the way it should be, right? That's right. And, and well, Nathan, and you know, that's why we are, we're hoping to encourage those that are watching and those that are listening. Listen, when you obey the Lord, when you're following Him, look at the list of blessings here and the question is which would you rather have and of course we want to encourage you to not just read the bible for the sake of reading but also ask lord open my eyes and help me to obey and apply your word because nathan at the end of the day that's what the lord is seeking for right those are truly serving from their heart right right and the blessings are both material and spiritual yes when we go back to deuteronomy 28 we read about the blessings I mean, verse 3 says, Blessing shall be in your city, and blessing shall be in your country. Blessing shall be the fruit of your body. Yes. Blessing to your flock. The basket, in other words, the food you eat. Uh, when you go out and you come in, you'll be saved. Your enemies will be defeated before you. Mm -hmm. Your storehouses will be filled. And the Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself. Wow. That's what the Lord wants for us. He doesn't want to give us curses. He doesn't want to destroy us. He's not out to get us. He's out to love us. But we got to love him back. I mean, it's a two-way street here. If we're rejecting him, we're living in rebellion against him, our life is a lifestyle of sin. If we haven't accepted Jesus as Savior, then we too live under the curses. Maybe not the curses of Israel, mind you, but spiritually our lives are empty, they're falling apart, our relationships have trouble, and we're not fulfilled by knowing why we were created, and that was to have fellowship with our creator. Ooh, excellent point. Excellent point. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones, for those incredible words of encouragement. Again, for those of you that are tuned in, you're tuned into the truth will set you free. Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition with Vic Batista and Nathan Jones as we're looking at Deuteronomy chapter 30, talking about prophecy of Israel's regathering. So Nathan, again, you talked to us about the first portion there uh, of that incredible passage in Deuteronomy. Would you be able to take us to the second portion for those maybe that are watching and listening that don't have a Bible so they can follow along with with us? Well, verse 7 through 10 of Deuteronomy 30 reads, Also the Lord your God will put all these curses on your enemies, mm. on those who hate you, who persecuted you, and you will again obey the voice of the Lord and do all his commandments which I commanded you today. The Lord your God will make you abound in all the work of your hand, in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your land for good. For the Lord will again rejoice over you as good for good as he rejoiced over your fathers. If you obey the voice of the Lord your God, to keep his commandments and his statutes, which are written in the book of the law. And if you turn to the Lord your God with all your heart mm. and with all your soul. Woo! I love this passage, Nathan, and it's just filled with encouragement. There's a, a number of ifs in there, but those are, those are the, the, the things that we have to pay attention. If do this, then of course, and, and most of us that have children, isn't it the same way, Nathan? If you obey, this is what it is. If you don't, then these are the consequences. But what I love here is pretty much everything is in the positive. How God really seeks and he wants to bless his people. Right, Nate? All right. I think the perfect example, excellent example, man, is like you said, if our children, uh, you know, if you disobey my curfew, then you will be grounded. Yeah. <laughs> if you talk back to your mother, you will be spanked, you know, again and again. I don't want to do that to you, kid. I love you. But, you know, if you're going to continue to disobey, then you will be uh, punished so that you come to repentance and return to what is right. The laws of the house, so to speak. Yes. God, same way. We're made in his image the same way. God wants the best for us. He wants to show yeah. us with love and blessings. But as long as we live in rebellion against him, 
and disobey his law. And I'm not talking about the, uh, the Mosaic law, I'm talking about God's moral law. Right. If we go disobey it, then there's punishment for it. God wants us to chastise us so that we come back to him in faith. Mm-hmm. And as the verse says in 10, uh, turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Ooh, excellent. You know, Nathan, and what a wonderful verse. I really feel that you were just speaking to someone out there, Nathan, that maybe this applies to, and they're feeling the chastising of the Lord. And maybe some of you don't have a relationship with God, and He's trying to get your attention, and that's why you tuned into this program. That's why you're listening to this program. And we want to give you an opportunity to turn to Christ now with all your heart and with all your soul and, and with all your mind. And Nate, I know we only have about a minute left to the program, but will you be able to share with that person watching or listening how they can start the relationship right now from wherever they are.